what is going on wow we did two double dose podcasts today it was a massive day almost about four hours of podcasting but we love what we do and we're gonna keep going at it and we're gonna keep having these shows on the road baby yeah um yeah everybody welcome back to the bus driver experience i think i was talking to myself there but i wasn't but i was um Another great day, fantastic day of shows. And before we get into today's show, um, big shout out to everybody new to the show. If you're coming in and tuning the show from India, welcome on the bus, baby. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you're listening to it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And most importantly, the big share button, sharing the show, sharing the link of the show is always massive and tremendous. Uh, really helps people find this show. And I have massive thanks and credit to everybody who uh, keeps sharing and pushing the show out there. I can't do it without you guys, so massive thank you. And let me jump into the sponsor of the show, Ambry Gardens. Ambry Gardens CBD oil and CBD tincture and CBD gel caps. CBD everything out of Colorado. Um, I connected with uh, some of their head sales reps and I've been loving their product. It's been working amazing for me. Um, great for recovery and rehab. I've been hitting the gym hard, working out and training, and I love it. It's been tremendous and it's it's the real deal. It's been helping me bounce back and recover super fast. And if you want to support this show, you can support that by purchasing some of these products and using promo code BUSDRIVER, which is going to give you a 15% discount on any and all orders over at AmbryGardens.com or AmbryGardens over on Instagram. Now, you can also support our page, my Patreon page, um, and that's great. If you want to throw $5 a month to the show, it really helps to support this show. What I have to do, I have to edit these shows. I have to video edit these shows. So a lot cuts into my time. My time is precious and valuable. I love doing this stuff. And I mean, I don't need you guys to do it, but any contribution is much appreciated. And uh, if you get some value from the show, please go ahead and uh, go ahead and dump some uh, dump some cash over into the Patreon or send us over some PayPal. It's much appreciated. And uh, I thank you everybody who has donated to that. And now on to today's show. Uh, today's show is a friend of mine who I met out in India. His name is, you know him on the internet by Ish or Overtime Ish, but he goes by Avnish Singh. So we're just going to call him Ish. Uh, I connected with Ish when I headed out to India. I'm still really looking forward to heading out to India to work on a big bus journey out there. Uh, And I just reached out to Ish uh, via my Overtime Connections. And Ish took me to a bunch of basketball games, a bunch of basketball activities. I even shot a video. You can check that out on my YouTube page um, with him. And we've been staying in touch through the beautiful game of basketball, ways that we can help and collaborate and connect, and definitely interested in getting back out to India. Um, Ish has a really great story. Um, you know, you know, the game of basketball got him through some dark times. Like, it's helped a lot of us who've connected with the game of basketball. And he continues to help build the basketball scene and the basketball space out in India to this date, even through COVID and even through uh, the rough patch they're having over there, you know societal culture things that every country is dealing with and that's kind of what we talk about in the show so go check out Isha's page and if you're in India connect with him on some basketball stuff and without further ado we got today's podcast episode 35 with Overtime Issue man how do you do all this you know, you have motivated me so much to work harder and you don't even know about me. I do what? Uh, you have motivated me so much to work harder and you don't even know about it. 
Really? Not kidding. Yeah. Well, not I'm, kidding. I'm glad we can start the show off with how great of a person I am. This is, this is good. <laughs> yeah. So, tell me more. How do I motivate you? I'm, I'm, uh, so when we were in Mumbai, okay. So there's something that you don't know, obviously. So when we were in Mumbai, I saw that uh, you were working on, uh, so has the show already started? Yes, the show is started. We're, we're on. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so we are starting with the brand and Reese. Okay, so the thing is, <laughs> so you have motivated me so much that because I saw you creating so much content and you just wanted to go all in and just make your connection with everybody. You are just open to everybody and anybody. It can be, you know, a Bollywood star. It can be just a random guy. And you're just open to everyone, man. And uh, you had so many pages out there. Like I saw five pages, like when is God, that brand movies, bus driver experience, that, 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 that. And uh, I think like that motivated me a lot, you know. That's why I am working on my own stuff now too. Because uh, at, at, because before meeting you, I was just working on Overtime India. I stopped working on my own personal account, Overtime Issue. And I was stuck at uh, 7K from there. And uh, after like seeing you, uh, that motivated me. And I have told this uh, to my uh, really close friend, Minal, he's working for in the lab. And I told him that, man, this guy is the deal. He works his ass off, you know. <laughs> Love that. God, that's the one thing that people look at me and they see is like, this guy works hard right here. We, we love that. That, that, yeah, you made my yeah, day so, already. Yeah, you, you do work hard, man. You don't, so you are a walking content creator. You are the definition of a content creator, you know. Some people say, would After, say I work too hard. People think I'm insane. Would you, it's, is it too crazy or I, I, I work respectably, not too much? You work way too much, you know. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, in my circle, I don't see anybody working as hard as you can. You're on everywhere, bro. You're on YouTube, Instagram, but I, I don't know, like five to 10 accounts. I don't even know how many accounts you have, but I, I think I saw like three to four, okay? So after that, you're on YouTube, Twitch. Now you have your own podcast. You're just everywhere, man. You're just trying everything. And that's what I love about you. And that's what I'm going to do too. <laughs> I definitely think we have that in common. Um, you know, when I finished playing basketball, it was like, you know, what do you do next? So um, it's been a real experimental phase these these three years, four years since I stopped playing. I think we're getting to four years now. I am 30. I'm old. Um, but, you know, just trying to really figure out where I've been able to redirect my skills, uh, more importantly, my passion. Um, to what motivates me and, you know, the podcasting space and, you know, the content creations just, it's really been, um, a really, you know, the, the thing that I've really latched onto. So, um, and I know from the video that we shot when I was in Mumbai, um, you know, and you tell me a little bit more about your story. I, I think it was, you know, very similar. And, you know, when I get to travel, when I get to go places, and experience things, you know, and like you saw, you know, I'm not just going to uh, Leopold's and getting some CTM and just sitting down and having some tea, you know, I'm going out there, I'm talking with people, I'm shooting videos, I'm experiencing everything I possibly can. Um, just because I feel like that's the most important way to, uh, to really understand something or a place. Um, 
like in Mumbai, I think I'm a crazy person. <laughs> People, even locals think I'm crazy because they're like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I, I think I want to ride the Metro. I want to ride the Mumbai local. And I'm, I'm really going to just like, what? <laughs> What's wrong with you? You don't want to ride the local. No, you don't. Don't go on the train. <laughs> but uh, it's that's the uh, amazing and beautiful thing about it. And the thing I love the most. And, you know, I think that just grants me so much opportunity because... You know, people, they can tell when you care. And if you can show them you care because you actually, I do care, um, you know, it just makes for beautiful, more beautiful friendships, um, connections, and, you know, enriching experiences in life. Um, but, you know, everybody who is tuning in right now doesn't know who you are. You know, they're not getting the intro. This is the live stream. You know, tell the people a little bit more about you because before I want to get more into your story and how, you know, ours like over overlap and relate you know i met you when i traveled to india last year and you know i was planning on this big bus trip in india right before this and before this all you know covid happened you know this is yeah. literally right before in december where everything kind of you know just went um I would, what's what's the term you know parabolic you know it just the size just blew out of the water and now we're here today, you know, there's no more India trip until for the present future. And, you know, not at least for the next year, I mean, the not, next year. not till 2021. I mean, I'm already looking to get on an airplane again and travel somewhere because, you know, I want to get out, <laughs> get out of L.A. I mean, I you know, always get in a car and travel somewhere. But, um, you know, what's been going on since December, you know, since I got there? How are things in India? How are things with you? And also, you know, fill people a little bit in who you are. Are you in Delhi right now, by the way? Yeah, I'm in my home. Uh, I'm in New Delhi and uh, I'm Avnish Kumar Singh, aka Overtime Issue. I work for a sports media company called Overtime. I'm the face behind Overtime India. And uh, yeah, so that's just about me. <laughs> and, and, you know, explain to you what Overtime India is. I know a lot of people back here um, say a fair amount of Overtime is, but they, it's a, a sports media company, you know, started off. Would they start off in, in basketball and like promoting basketball through, you know, digital media content? You what? Did they start in basketball? I'm not actually sure. Is, were, was it Overtime initially a basketball company in terms of, you know, the digital content they they shared? So I, I have been following Overtime when, uh, since they were at 3K. And uh, so... How, how long ago was that? I, I, it's funny you, you shouted out the number and not the time. <laughs> uh, I've been following I, them uh, since. So, Overtime is a new company, man. Uh, we are in the market. Uh, I think we came into the market uh, just like three to four years back, you know. And uh, that's when I actually started making content. Uh, brand is my battery is really low. Can I plug in the uh, the power bank? Well, what? Uh, my battery is really low. Can I? Uh, should I plug in the uh, this power bank? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm? Go, go power. Okay. Yeah, because I know I've had uh I've had Mikey on the show. Shout out to uh, what is his last name? God, I'm botching his name right now. What is Mikey's last name? Yo, I'm not able to hear you, Brandon. Can you hear me now? I'm not able to hear you. Um, you gotta fix your settings on uh Zoom. There should be a thing for turn off original sound. Go to your preferences. Yo, no, I can hear you. 
You can yeah. hear me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I've entertained. Uh, you know, I've had Mikey on the show, uh, another member of Overtime here in the states. What is Mikey's last name, though? I forgot his last name. Mikey Kaufman or something. Mike Kaufman. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had him, and I, I mean, I met him back in might have been 2018 when I finished up in India, and um, I had him on this new show. You know, that I've been pushing and promoting here. Um, but you know, you're in India. You know, how did you stumble across? You know, over time, how did you get them to, you know, get them to start working? So, yo, this is a really funny story. Okay, uh, so the thing is, I uh, after I I passed second year in my college, and uh, you you know, like out of all the people, you know how much I love this game, and I want to grow it in India, right? Because I'm a street baller, and uh, I didn't get any platform, and I want to provide provide that platform for other people, you know. So I was actually uh, watching a Gary Vee video. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was actually watching a Gary Vee video, and uh, he flipped uh, something from a phone call, and uh, he showed in his video, in his um, IGV, IGTV video, that uh, you can actually just connect with people on Instagram, and you just have to DM people. So that's actually how my journey started with Overtime. I texted the CEO of Overtime that. Uh, uh, I have been making content for the past two years. Uh, these, these are the videos that I have made. And uh, this, these are the things that I'll bring to your company. And um, I, I had a vision. And since I have been, I've been playing streetball for over maybe 10 years, I know the culture and I know what people are looking for in India. So when you talk basketball, I know everything that the people are looking for. I have played nationals myself. I represented Delhi. So... Yeah, so I'm just like really connected with the basketball culture in India. I know all the good players. I know. So I just told them that and how I bring value to your company. And uh, they were they were ready to give me a shot. Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, but, it, you know, it's interesting because, you know, as 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 I, you know, I just message people on the Internet as well. <laughs> and it, 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 it's, it's funny now, you know, think about it because a lot of people... Either they don't know how to message someone properly, and yeah. they and they scare somebody, or they just don't message someone at all. Um, so the thing is, like people in India also, you know, uh, about messaging people, they don't know how to how to approach someone. You know, even even uh, like few days back, I wanted to hire some interns, and uh, there were people texting me, "Hi, bro," and I'm like, "What's your reply to you, hi?" <laughs> You know what my point is, right? I, like, hi, bro. What I'm supposed to do with you? Hi, you know, like. So it was like you and I actually wrote the the road that you need to tell me the players that you are going to cover and you how you will bring value to me. And so yeah, I think like people don't know how to DM people on Instagram, and Instagram is such a great platform. And I literally got everything that I have right now from Instagram, so I like this platform a lot. Well, you said it right there, you know the key the key word value it's all about value how do you bring in value what value do you bring um and i think understanding you know what your strongest uh value like value suit is that you can bring to the table is like you know so crucial and so key so how do we convey that how do you even figure that out and know that and you know like you said it's or like we're talking about here, I think people just, like you said, they don't know how to learn these skills. 
They don't know how they learn these skills to go talk to people. They've never been put in those situations. Um, you know, how did you learn that? How did you learn in terms of like being open, active? Like where where did you learn to converse, understand how to approach people? Or did you just like get the confidence out of nowhere? <laughs> so, bro, uh, the thing is, uh, when you're uh, when you're a baller, I think uh, it it is in me. You know, I try to bring more value to other people. Uh, you have seen from my content too. I try to like to everybody. You know, to over time to if you are, I think if you are bringing more value to the other person. Uh, that relationship uh, will work in a long-term basis. So that's what I'm. What I look for a long-term relationship with uh, different players, with uh, organizations. So yeah, that's what I look for, and uh, yeah, and that is how I approach overtime. Too, I I approach a lot of companies before overtime. By the way, I approach like uh, I'm in like 20 companies. I used to uh, I used to DM just I used to hit random people that I see on Instagram. I think like they are powerful people, and uh, I can bring value to them. So and I know a little bit of editing too. So I'm like, yo, I can edit this for you. I can uh, do this for you. So most of the times, if you if you so it is about the message, you know, the message you convey. If it is about you that I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Most of the times, uh, if if the person is powerful and if the person has, uh, you know, like money and stuff, so they won't reply to that because they want uh, they want value, and so that's the thing. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when it comes down to, you know, playing basketball. You know, you have to communicate, you have to talk. You're, you know, if you if you want to go out there and win, you you got to be a you got to be working with the four other guys on the court at that time. So, you know, again, again I think exactly. um, the communication skills right there from, you know, playing sports. And I think that's something that, you know, I know for sure in the U.S. we there, there's not enough um, of sports in general that young men get to play. You know, I think being in, the, in a team building environment where you're just like fighting, fighting, fighting. And I mean fighting like, you know, you're battling to win, <laughs> not actually killing somebody or, you know, hurting them. Um, but when you're in those situations, scenarios, and you have to figure things out and communicate and relay, you know, the things you're thinking and emotions and feelings, and then even like bottle those feelings and emotions and don't let them come to the surface. It's that's just like such an amazing, like, exercise for your brain your mind your spirit you know and then your body physically you know these are things that people need to be put in these situations every day to you know to experience because you know i think it teaches the communication it teaches you you know how to deal with certain levels of stress and then also it just it just forces you to learn quicker than you and you would just doing you know simple normal easy stuff you know, being put into harder situations, especially if we have such a have it so easy here in the U.S. Um, you know, the the privilege we have to go here, to go there, to you know walk to a store and just grab this off a shelf. Like you know, people don't realize how how easy and how soft it makes you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all soft here, man. But um, so yeah, I be, I came to India back in December. Um. And I use uh, Instagram to message and reach out to you. You told me about some basketball tournament, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got nothing to do. I'm gonna, I'm, what what better thing to go experience in India than a basketball tournament? I still got to put that video out, by the way. 
Um, but no, I I'm mean, waiting for it. Yeah, it was a, it was a great um, a great testament to you know what we're talking about here with you know just reaching out to people and connecting with them around the world, which is uh, created a friendship and um, and since then you know what has been going down? Have you been back to Mumbai since, or you've just been chilling in Delhi and um, down in uh, Kerala and Bangalore? So uh, after he left, uh, I went to Bangalore to cover Maleshwaram Cup, and uh, I was there for like three to four days. And uh, after that, uh, I went to Kerala for a day, and uh, after that, I came back to Delhi. And I just got lucky, you know, because uh, like uh, maybe like four to five days after that, everything was shut down completely, and we were we imposed the largest lockdown in the history of. Uh, Human, like mankind <laughs> yeah it wasn't and, just india just mankind yeah so we just imposed like for 1.4 billion people on a lockdown and uh so that was big and uh, so many people was uh, were stuck in at one place and they had like no place to go and i was just lucky that i got to come back home and i made it on time so after that i'm just staying here and uh doing nothing <laughs> What's the lockdown like in India, and what what's or at least in Delhi that you can comment on? You know, what's it like? What's it like being uh, stuck inside with your family? I know that uh, you know this has been one of the biggest lockdowns, like we just mentioned in human history, putting 1.4 billion people, you know, not to go outside. You know, I'm sure they they locked down the basketball hoops like they did out here. Yeah. You know, so what <laughs> what have you been doing? So luckily, like about the basketball part, I I luckily have a basketball court right next to my home and I get to play, but I play alone. Other, other than that, um, I think uh, we reacted very quickly uh, uh, comparing other countries like the uh, USA and uh, like comparing other countries, we imposed lockdown uh, very quickly, you know, when the virus wasn't spreading. And uh, now, because we are not capable of actually like controlling the virus that much. Because the thing is, India is a developing country and we have this huge population density, you know. And um, if it is, uh, if the community spread starts uh, spreading, uh, if the virus starts uh, the community spread in uh, India, so that'll be just way out of our league to control it. So that's the thing. So we are just like trying to control it, but still there are uh, around 2K cases every day in Delhi because right now we have, um, uh, we are not in a lockdown, by the way. Uh, certain things are opening up and uh, like people are still uh, like going out in the streets and the thing that they don't realize is the virus is still out there the lockdown is because the economy is going down and we cannot uh, afford to do that so that is why the lockdown is uh, not there anymore but uh, just people are out there roaming around just going to friends house and stuff you know yeah I mean I've been following the virus you know since March um, you know, as closely as I possibly could. I could definitely say I was somebody who didn't take it that seriously, um, <laughs> you know, right away or at first. I mean, yes and no. I, I went to a music festival and I went to a Lakers Bucks game. So Giannis versus LeBron. And I was like, just, this is probably the last basketball game ever. We're probably not going to be able to go to any more games. Maybe they're just going to, no more fans at games, you know, but then they just shut it down completely um after that so it was like ah shit there's there's no more stuff here um 
and it's also been interesting, you know, because I've been looking up so much about India, like what's going to happen in India? How are they going to deal, you know, with the amount of people they have and trying to make sure people aren't traveling? And I know like everything going on with like the migrant workers, like sending them back to, you know, the the seven states or the eight states now, um, you know, and having people transported back and forth. And, you know, maybe they have the virus, maybe they're carrying it. Uh, and then I mean, we realized it wasn't as deadly as we thought it was, but still, you know, in America, we had 100,000 people die. It's over 100,000. So I think we're almost 120. This, uh, yeah. So the thing with this virus is uh, most of the people that get the virus, you know, of our age of like 24, even 30. So they are asymptomatic, bro. They don't do any, they don't show any symptoms. If you are, uh, if you have a good immune system, so they, they don't show any symptoms. It's, it's the same with the, so coronavirus is, uh, uh, belongs from the family of uh, the common cold virus. Okay, the uh, common cold that we have. So they, are, they belong to the same family. And uh, the thing with this is like, this virus doesn't show symptoms, symptoms for some days. And by the time you actually get the symptoms, you have already spread it, it to like two to three more people. <laughs> so that's the thing with, uh, with this virus. And um, like people of our age are not that, uh, you know, at risk, but uh, we have parents uh, like I have, my mother has diabetes, my father has diabetes, and uh, we have uh, parents, we have old people living in our home. So if they get the virus, you know, so that'll be risky for them. No, completely. I'd love to go see my family um, back in Florida, but you know, my, I don't think my mom and dad are the, I'm a little strict on what is healthy and what isn't healthy. Granted, I have my own terrible things I do, but, you know, I'm just like, you know, to get on an airplane and travel and then also, like, you know, I'm still spending time with people out here in California. Like, I just don't want to get them sick, you know, but at the same time, like, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, but if you get sick, like, that's on me. Like, I got to worry about you dying or, <laughs> or putting you in the hospital. I have to deal with that, like. I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait a few months, and then I'll come see. You. <laughs> I don't want to get you sick. I don't want to kill you. I think that's like the the scarier one. You know, you're older. Um, you know, one has high blood pressure. The other one has you know diabetes. It's like I don't I don't I don't want to get you guys sick, and then I don't want to like stare yeah. but stare behind glass and like poke at it and say I love you as you die. You know, it's like yeah, it's a scenario we don't want to go through. You know, even even talking about it is nuts. Like, ugh, that's that's a little messy. <laughs> but what was nuts was I remember right after I left um, India. You know, you guys had a lot of uh, you know social and cultural shit going down out there in terms of um, you know I think what a lot of Americans don't know, and Americans think yeah, you know, some Americans think that you know the racial or you know racial injustice that you know and you know the racism itself you know that that's still the systemic racism racism that happens here in the u.s um doesn't happen you know in other places around the world every other country has their their own problems we'll say and you know i think even when i left all that stuff was going down in india like you know the protests in delhi um you know i think what the police came into a school and they ended up killing a few kids in terms of who were protesting with the, is it was it a, um, was it a Muslim ban that happened there or? 
Yeah, so the thing is, uh, <laughs> I know I say this, but uh, like uh, in India, like uh, in US, you have this, uh, I, I saw some videos of, about the police brutality and how uh, like the media show, like the, me the, the news that I get that uh, the police, most of the policemen are just racist. Uh, about uh, the black community and uh, they differ they see the color first and then they act accordingly so the thing with india is uh, we uh, racism is not like uh, that here uh, the thing with india is uh, there are so many religions involved and i guess uh, there is a uh, racism uh, like on the basis of the religion you know not on the basis of the color so that's what i have to say because uh, about the about the color, I don't think like there is uh, any racism on the basis of the color. There's just racism, like there is just discrimination on the basis of the religion, on the basis of the caste, on the basis of uh, you know, yeah, just the caste and the religion is there. Because uh, you know, the police here will beat you up if you are white or you're black. They don't care about that. <laughs> They'll beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> they will throw you in jail and they will hit you with the stick. Yes, that's uh, for sure. <laughs> so you said something about, you know, what what do you feel that police officers, from what you see on TV and what you see that's reporting, what, what, what do you see about, you know, what is your opinion about the American police system and, you know, um, from what you see on TV and or you read in the news? So for a fact, I... Um, I know I have a few friends uh, down in America and uh, they told me that, uh, to be honest, uh, um, white people look down on black ones and uh, also on the brown ones. That's what I heard from some of my friends. So even some of my friends told me that, uh, you know, uh, when they got to, when they were in the U.S., they were on a trip, they have like really bad comments saying that you are from India, you don't get to have an opinion or something like that and that really pisses me off you know because uh, we treat people very good you know like you know for a fact that we treat people just the same oh yeah uh you yeah uh, i mean one of the most we, hospitable countries i've ever visited like like i was i was battling to pay for my own things like people on the street buying me things they're like no 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 but then there's like <laughs> that form of disrespect where it's just like you know when you're in someone's home like you know to accept you know the gifts of you know the things they want to show you or the things they want you to experience when you're visiting their home or their country so it's like oh man i can't eat any more of those like soup balls <laughs> i forgot what they're called um because i'm like I, I can't eat anymore <laughs> yes i'm like people are gonna make fun of me it's like it's, i called them soup balls <laughs> They were so good. Yeah. So we are very open and friendly. And uh, that's what I, because I'm, I'm working for an international organization. Even when I talk to some people, uh, they are, uh, like, I get the vibe that they are racist towards me. You know, they look down on me because uh, I'm an Indian, I'm brown. And that's what I, I experienced too. So I don't care what, what people say, but I experienced it too. So that's what I have to say. And the thing is, like, uh, to be honest, uh, this shouldn't be the case, you know? Like, everyone should be treated equally. Everyone should not be, uh, like, if I see you as a human, you see me as a human too, you know? Not 
uh, discriminate me, like not talk differently on the basis of the color, on the basis of uh, religion, on the caste. Like this shouldn't be the case, you know. Yeah. It's it's just so unfortunate because we're dealing with people, and you know, you know, I just hear people like this morning. I know in the the U.S., um, you know, they just took out the Confederate flag. You know what the Confederate flag is? No. <laughs> so it's this ridiculous thing. It's the flag that represented the part of the United States that tried to break away in the 1860s, and they did it because they wanted to kind of keep slavery and maintain slavery and we've never oh. like in America we have you know this freedom of expression you know freedom of speech right to assemble so you know that's the unique thing about America we're going to allow you to be as offensive as possible and say whatever you want we're going it's going to be protected under you know the constitution of the United States so you know if someone wants to wave this in their front yard Go ahead, you know. If they want to write the most terrible, ridiculous things, that, that's what you get for being an American. You can say whatever you want. There might be repercussions of it, but you're protected for, by the government in the, our original constitution, like 250 years ago. It's like amazing that someone decided to write that down and say, no matter what you believe in, we're going to protect you. No matter how <laughs> nuts it is. But anyways, like people are like freaking out. Like, why do we have to take this flag down? Why do... Why do we need to change all these things? And, you know, pe people are at this moment overreacting, you know, like, hey, we got to now we got to everything we should have been doing the right thing for the past hundred years. We're going to do it right now. So, like, you know, there's still like some very backwards logos and, uh, you know, images that represent brands like Aunt Jemima is it's a, a cereal um, originally for like oatmeal and cereal, which eventually became a pancake brand. And it has like this very, very racist like connotation behind the logo and image of the brand. So it's like backwards, but you know, now that all this stuff's happening and everybody's like, we're taking down statues and we're removing things. Like everybody's like, they want to do it fast. And now, and it's like, you don't fix a problem as big as systemic racism by taking down a statue. Yes, taking down a statue is a great start, but like it's going to take time. And people think that, you know, getting 400 million people to agree on something is going to happen like this. You know, it's amazing that you guys got 1.4 billion people to just stop and stay home. It wasn't still everybody, but it's like, you know, the, the world doesn't move that way as much as the technology and everything we have works well, you know, and works great and makes everything move faster. We're still dealing with people and people they don't change <laughs> and they don't change that fast. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I know you can uh, attest to that, you know, just in India and, you know, trying to get people um, to move and act and do things all together. You know, you guys can get that going on like the public transportation, which is amazing how, how many people it moves every single day. But at the same time, you know, like trying to create social change, you know, we're talking about like, you know, the the new bills and law that Modi passed, for example, saying that hey, if, you're a, if, you. if you're a Muslim coming from this country, uh, you can't get citizenship. Or if you're coming a <laughs> Muslim coming, it's like, what does them have being, you know, the religion? You know, would say the you problem. know you know the funny part. You know the funny part. You know so about the this is what I hate about uh, my 
like the actors and the celebrities and uh, all the influencers in india that's what i hate about them uh, so most of the people about this uh, black tuesday thing hashtag uh, blackout tuesday you guys had and uh, i think it is good you know it is very good it is for a change and i support that i i don't think uh, anybody should face racism uh, because god created us all man and uh, everybody should be treated equal but the thing that i hate about uh, hate most about the actors indian actors is they got huge following bro they got like a uh, huge following so many people follow them and nobody literally so like so few of the uh, celebs actually spoke about uh, the nrcc i think they are not putting out their opinions you know mm-hmm. because they don't want the hate they are not ready for the hate that they'll get from the opposing opposing party and nobody spoke about that thing and rcc i think like literally nobody and uh, about the blackout tuesday there were there are actors there are actresses who support uh, who are working for uh, a company called fair and lovely and they they promote fairness you know so if you, if you apply this you'll get fairness so something like that and oh, is that, is uh, that when you they, mean fairness you're talking about like lighting your skin up yes exactly yeah a lot of a lot of people and, don't know this but in not just south asia like india or even in um southeast asia and then east asia you know we're talking korea japan china um thailand india and nepal there's this whole skin um they market that having lighter skin yeah it it it's like a more like as a class system like you're you're looked better upon for the lighter skin you have and the darker the skin color you have the more you're looked down upon and that can affect you know your caste and your position in society and culture the way people look at you do business with you and you know am i getting that all right that's like all no that's not completely all right no like we do not well, correct me correct me cuz cuz i'm an idiot so, <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is like we do not discriminate you know like we do not discriminate on the basis of the color but there is discrimination but not like how you are seen uh i mean like not your uh there is discrimination just when you are about to uh, marry you know well, i'm saying the, to... i'm saying like that it, but there's actually a product that people push to say hey if you have lighter skin it's going to make you this is more beautiful this is more Feel pretty better. yeah this yeah. is going to make you feel better this is uh like uh but girls will come after you boys will come after you so it's like that that those actresses are actually doing business with uh, these companies and they are putting out blackout tuesday so that's very ironic you know mm-hmm. and uh, so everybody spoke out on uh, blackout tuesday and everything you know and i think it's a really good thing if you are speaking out that's good but you should have you should also speak out on the on the problems that your own country is facing right so that's the thing we have much 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 bigger problems to deal with unemployment you talk about any problem we got it no i mean i completely agree it's a lot of people here got pissed off at actors and actresses you know people with influence in when the the covid happened there was this dumb little video of them like singing john legend's imagine i don't know if you saw that one no, um and people just roasted them you know like you, you're not helping like stay in your home like i don't <laughs> i don't want to see this and then um 
like a few other white actors and actresses um, after everything happened with George Floyd, they they partnered with the NAACP, which is a um, a uh, American uh, nonprofit charity that works with uh, um, you know people of color all around the country. I'd imagine they work all around the world. And they did this video like apologizing for ever being racist. And it's just like, where was this like every day? Like, where is this like all the time? Like, you know, a lot of businesses and like politicians and, you know, even people with influence sometimes think people aren't that clever or they're not that smart or they can't see through their bullshit. Like, like, we're we're a little smarter than you think we are you know people people <laughs> they, they pick up on things like you know when you you are making this video it's like yeah you, you seem full of full of shit you know yeah. <laughs> if you were if you were genuine and you, and you and you cared and you did stuff you know this so, uh, another black guy dying of police brutality wouldn't be you know hey now's the time now i'm gonna do something you know you know, politicians in Washington, D.C., like, taking a knee with the cloth on their neck. It's like, oh, stop. Like, oh, there, there goes my breakfast. Like, no. <laughs> no, I, I can't watch you do this. Or what, what was another Bro, one? it's so funny. When I saw there's this actor, uh, actor who I'm not going to name him. but uh, No, he, no, we have to name him. Name him. Name him. Name him. Name him. <laughs> No, I'm actually, you know, I'm actually friends with him, so I cannot name him. Okay. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, like, even he put out uh, the blackout Tuesday thing, and uh, he promotes uh, a lot of fairness. And I'm like, bro, just stop. I'm laughing my ass off, you know. I literally commented LMAO on that thing, you know, because just because of the fact that you are putting out Blackout Tuesday just for the trend, and which is wrong. You are putting out Blackout Tuesday just for some followers, which is wrong. And that should not be the case, you know. And it is very sad that people are actually doing it, and uh, they don't care about the, like, what what is the message behind these things, because they haven't faced any racism. You are putting up in your five-star hotels, and you are putting up in your mansion, and you are not facing anything. And uh, you don't know anything about it. You're just doing it for the trend. And people get to know about it, you know. People see it through. People are smart. Well, well, here's the, here's the like, the catch. And, like, why you, you we, we, I'd say both of us, um, you know, I, I think we're both people who care and, uh, you know, have a, you know, want to promote and use platforms, um, you know, like the ones that, you know, we connected on to, to change help and benefit people and you know taking out our own time to uh bring people in you know to to make it more inclusive but you know the tough part is you know because again there you can make that quick reaction to say that person's just doing this for this look they they haven't said or done anything forever but at the same time you know as much as we can make fun of them and say you know why aren't you doing this all the time it's a start that you can get this many people to make a blackout post, you know, yeah. whether, whether it's, it's not going to do anything at all. It's the fact so that the thing is, it so promotes the thing enough conversation. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, how, how do we, again, not be the people who are just going to jump the gun and go crazy and say, Oh, those people aren't doing enough. Where were they doing this to make it to say, Hey, 
today they're finally caring they're finally paying attention how do you ride the momentum of something and this goes like for anything just like hey like in business you finally make the thing or you make that video or the podcast that finally just you know gets 10 million views it fucking crushes how do you how do you maintain that you know how do you how do you get everybody to stay on board to say this is the most important thing in terms of you know the people are actually caring about systemic problems in the united states how do we make sure we continue to push for the positive change for the most amount of people it's it's tough it's not easy but actually like everybody is starting to do that so i think that's good man and i support that i think i support that and uh, the thing is i want uh, indian artists to have opinion uh, have have like put out their opinion about indian problems as well so when the nrc and the nrc thing happened okay and everybody was out on the streets and protesting for them and people were acting actually asking to these influencers like what what is your opinion about this they had no comments you know that's what i don't like about indian actors so that's my that's my whole point but i think like there the start is there and i see a positive change happening so that's good mm-hmm. well i mean it's also like a wake up call you know for the the fan the follower the you know the people who look to these people for influence and say like yeah. oh you know I can I can actually voice my opinion. My voice is stronger because I'm not held to a certain standard. So, again, it it it, it is great that we can you know wake people up and shake them um, to to un- understand like that you know they have power, uh, their voice has meaning, and they can go out and say something and say what they want to say. But you know it, it's an interesting time, and there's an old uh, Chinese proverb um, that says you know may you live in interesting times. But they never said, you know, if interesting is supposed to be good or bad, you know, <laughs> there is no, there, there is no definition of the word interesting uh, in terms of like an, a leaning towards a positive or negative light. So, you know, we're living in my very, kids, my living kids in very are going interesting to look times. Back at, my kids are going to look back in 2020 and be like, man, this was one heck of a year. <laughs> well, there you go. How, how is dating in, co- in uh, COVID India? What? How is dating in COVID India? Do you have like a wife out there now, or is uh, you planning to have kids already? Nah, I'm just saying that if I <laughs> if I have a kid and they uh, are just if to if I thought you I thought you were pushing you know I'm, I'm gonna have children now. now I'm 20, <laughs> 20, 20 23 or 24. Yeah, 23. Yeah, I'm 23. I need to have children immediately. I I thought that's what I I got from the conversation. I thought you were like ready to settle down. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, 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 I can hear you. Okay, okay. God damn people. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought you were ready to settle down, have a family. I was like, man, issue has changed. He's ready to, nah, he's ready to settle. That's not going to happen for at least like four, five years. Well, we we got into society, culture, and everything, but let's get into basketball. Are you pumped for? I mean, I don't even know if the basketball season is going to be starting up now. We're planning to start up July thirty first, but like, like two thirds or even like half half of the league is like, I don't know if we want to start the league up. Bro, in India, basketball scene is completely shut down. You cannot organize any tournament, any league, nothing. But uh, from my sources, uh, the some leagues are trying to open up in uh, November or December. 
and uh, the MSL which was shut down because of the coronavirus, and they are also trying to open up in uh, at about the same time, but only if the virus is controlled. I don't think with two cases every day that the league is going to get open. You know, they are not going to get the permission, and uh, I'm just waiting for things to get better, man. I and I cannot hide. Like trust me, I cannot wait to play ball with my homies again. No, likewise. I think I might play in a tournament this weekend with Venice and uh, and Nick out in uh, on the west side. So I got to go sharpen up my skills. Uh, for the next three or four days, heavy ball handling drills. Um, but dude, uh, you got great defense. You are good on that part. Okay, don't worry about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> D- defense. Defense is my yeah, special. good. You're good. <laughs> um, but are you are you pumped for the NBA to open up? Do you think the NBA is going to open back up? They were saying it's going to open, and now they're like, the guy. Some of the players are just are almost like half are like. I don't know. I don't know yeah. who should play. I, I, I saw Paul Kyrie Irving making some comments on it, like uh, NBA is opening up. That's not good. Uh, but I think like I think NBA is going to get, open up. I mean, we'll see. I, th- I think it's even more than 50% of the players. I think it's like two-thirds are like, ah, I don't know. Um, not just because of, you know... Uh, like being stuck with your your teammates for months without seeing your family they're kind of like uh i don't know if this is the best thing for you know everything that's going on social change in the country yeah so um, i think it's it's good for nba to not open up at this time because there is something going on there is a problem that needs to be fixed you know and if the problem is fixed yeah sure open up the nba and but if if the problem is not fixed and uh, if uh, like so many people out there are out there in the streets and asking for something, and I think you're, uh, I think Trump gotta come out of the cave and actually speak. I mean, but what these basketball players can do, and you know, realizing you know my voice and my power, you know, through this game, you know, is it, I'm not a, a world famous player, but it's this my ability to spin the ball on my finger you know to jump to play defense pass the ball you know has given me so much um opportunity to speak to voice opinions and to, you know to change but you know to help change you know the world or things around me in the ways i can so having the game of basketball has done that you know and if these guys are playing and the attention and focus is on them because you know they're out there doing the thing that they do best I, I think that they, they can, you know, do a lot of the change that they want to do and, and be the change that they want to see, you know, in the country. So, you know, I, I think I think playing might be the best thing for them in terms of safety you know, and the virus. That's that's a whole other thing. But in terms of like the social change, I think, you know, all those guys kneeling for the national anthem every day on the TV, um, you know, and then getting, you know, on the microphone, post-game interview, uh, pre-game interview, you know, that interview they do at halftime before they go in the locker room to, you know, just again to leave that little nugget of, you know, to show the anger and the expression of that anger or even fear, you know, of what's going on. 
you know, that's, that's like an everyday thing. That's just, you know, and, and again, people hate on athletes and say, you know, shut, there's a reporter in the United States who, you know, has told LeBron and KD, you know, and they'd voiced their opinions before about stuff like, sh and told them to shut up and dribble. And oh it's like, my God. And it's like, <sighs> have you, have you heard about Fox news? You've heard of this uh, news network in uh, India? Uh, Fox news. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you know about Fox News? Tell me, tell me what what uh, opinions you have. What, what what do you know about it, or what do you, what do you I think about it? I just know the it? name, and uh, like I heard something about Fox News that uh, they, uh, I don't know. Like there are just different news. Um, there are just different <laughs> information out there that I get. You know, some people say that they are just like Aztec of India. <laughs> So Aztec, I'll tell you about Aztec. They are they work for uh, uh, they for, they work for Modi. You know the, yeah. the media work, works for Modi. So is it something similar? Yes, it's a it's a conservative, more of a conservative news network, <laughs> and and what they do is they play on a lot of fears of you know older people, um, white people um, in the country itself. So like you know. When Obama was president, they said that, you know, again, very similar to Modi. You're going to laugh when you hear this one, that the Muslim caliphate is coming to America and they're going to take over, you know, and Obama is the leader of this Muslim caliphate. And it's just like, wait, this is like the conservative talking point in India as well. Like there is no Muslim caliphate, you know, coming to take over America. Like, where is it? Why is it not here? But you know, and you say those things every day, like people like start believing them. It's like, no, no, guys, like that's not true. Like, <laughs> it's it, it's not. People need to stay away from these channels, you know. That uh, and they don't realize the most of, most channels that spread hate are not good. Well, you know, even but, even in India, there are so many channels out there. They are just showing. They are just trying to put the Muslim community down. And people are starting to believe them. Even my friends, bro, like they are starting to believe them. And I keep telling them, bro, this is not the case. This is not what happened in Jamia Malia Islamia. This is not what happened. They are doing, they were doing this. And the news is showing just completely the opposite and showing that the police did the right thing. And that was actually wrong. You know, what? you can protest. You have your own voice. Okay. You can raise your own voice. You can amplify it. And, uh, like many things happen, man. I, I I don't even want to comment on it. You know, it's just crazy out there. It, many what? people come um, needs to come together to fix things in India, and uh, I'm especially talking about the influencer and people who hold power and uh, who can actually make a change. Because these petitions, these uh, Instagram things, they won't change anything. Yeah, the um, another another like crazy one is like that. There's a uh you know, Central American, like, uh, you know, people from Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala, they said, you know, there's a, a caravan of these people coming and they're going to just flood the United States and just break in. And it's like, you know, I live in California and it's close to the Mexican border. And I'm like, you know, telling people like, guys, this, there is no caravan. Like nobody came. Like <laughs> we have, Man, we you, have a border. Mexicans, <laughs> this is like people coming this, down and taking over whole America. That's not gonna happen, man. This, so, but again, this is the Fox News thing that, like, hey, like this, <laughs> this, this stuff's happening. It's coming for you, and it, again, it, it just promotes that fear. Like, oh my god, oh my god, this is happening. And it's like, 
And I tell people like in Florida, it's like, guys, this, this, this is not real. I, I, I'm here. I'm reporting from the ground and here in my microphone, <laughs> there is no caravan. I even went to Tijuana. I did a, a, a freelance uh, job for Al Jazeera. Um, on people who've been affected by that. And, you know, I didn't see anybody climbing the fence, you know, on the Tijuana side of Mexico, you know, just there, I'll tell you this, there's people over there and, you know, they're, they're, they're human people and they like to eat food and they like to drink <laughs> beer. You know, they, they seem like people like, like, and, you know, so I, I, I hope more people can travel. I hope, you know, and I understand that there's a, a privilege you know, for people to travel, to explore and see things and experience things. But, you know, even the opportunity and chance to travel in your own country is, um, it's massive, you know, and I know, uh, for, I know you, you know, you've had the opportunity to travel all around India. You know, what has yes, that sir. done for you? Uh, so I, so my dad loves to travel. Okay. And, uh, before, before, uh, before getting a job from overtime, I traveled a lot of, uh, states and places and so i explored a lot of places and played basketball but the thing is like after i got the job and actually get to travel uh not on my own expenses <laughs> so that uh, really uh, is it, just the experience and i i saw like how different we are you know if you come to delhi you'll see different kind of people if you come to mumbai there's just different culture out there if you go to some other place i've been to kerala i've been to south i've been to north i've been to where i see it's everywhere so the thing is like we are very versatile and we are very different from each other and it's just crazy that we live in harmony with each other and I just love my country man. You know. Well that leads me into the question, like, you know, where what part of India has the best ballers since you've been all around, basketball's been like that little sub community, you know. <laughs> well, you know, you travel to each place and everybody's different, but now you got to know where the best hoopers are at. So tell me and tell everybody else because they're going to, people are going to get offended. Where are the best <laughs> hoopers in India? So I think, I think skill wise, uh, North ballers are better. Okay. North Indian ballers are better. But I think if you are considering the hops and the, you know, like how hard they play um, with the defense part also, the South ballers are better. Because uh, when I, when I, uh, so the thing is, when I'm in North, I see a lot of skilled players they'll do a lot of more flashy moves and stuff their offense is better but if you are if you are going to south they'll play their heart out they don't care about like who is guarding them you know mm -hmm. this is this is good this is kick you in the face they don't care about that and um, uh, in north like refs call very soft calls too but in the south they don't call fouls they just don't call fouls unless you are bleeding and you show to the ref bro you see that that's a foul and that's when the ref will actually call the foul. <laughs> so that's the difference between the North Indian ballers and the South Indian ballers. So sorry if I offended someone, but that's that's just my point of view. No, this is like Kerala, right? What? This is like in Kerala. Uh what what's Kerala? The it's city. Kerala. Ker excuse me. Kerala. <laughs> yeah. You gotta pronounce the pronounce the stage right, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. I know I need to. I, I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. But that that's down south where we're talking like where the where the tough hoopers I, are, right? I almost thought you were talking about the beer of Corona. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny. Um, yeah. 
But this I'm is talking like... about Kerala, Tamil Nadu, and uh, uh, so I've been to Kerala, I've been to Tamil Nadu, I've been to uh, Mumbai, Orissa, the Middle India, and uh, so yeah, I'm talking about those ballers, especially Kerala and Tamil Nadu ballers. They, they, they will. They will jump on. They will jump over you. You know, they got insane bounce. Everybody has got like insane athleticism, and I don't know where they get it from, but that's their thing. You know, they they got the bounce. They are ready to die for the ball. That's the term I would like to use. They are ready to die for the ball. They are not scared of of anybody. You know, even if it, if you are a seven footer, uh, there will be a guy who is five nine and trash talking to you. <laughs> and ready to fight with you. <laughs> I love that. That sounds like I, I gotta go play there. This is my kind of ball. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, where does that come from? Why? Why is it you know more skilled in the north and like a little bit tougher, and just more street ball in the south? Uh, I, I to be honest, I don't really know because uh, I just think like it's uh, because of the lifestyle that people live. Okay, this what my point of view like. It it uh, completely depends on the lifestyle that you are in. Okay, so like most of the Delhi ballers, they have this. They have everything. You know, they don't want to risk any injuries. They don't uh, like. To be honest, like they don't. Uh, we love the game. Okay, I, I'm from New Delhi. I love the game. But this is what I feel in myself too. That if somebody is jumping on me, I'll I'll be like, yo, you jump. You just you just jump. You, you can jump over me. You know. But if you are in in the south, they'll jump with you. You know, that's the difference. They don't care about them getting hurt. So that's the difference that I see. And I think like that's because they are brought up like that. You know, we are brought up differently. So that's the difference. I'm mean, like obviously you can you can tell like there must be places in in the states too that where ballers are like pretty tough, and uh, there must be places in USA that where ballers call the soft fouls. They are soft. You know. There must be places like that in USA too, right? Yeah, that's everybody but me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing to kill. I'm playing for the win. I, I just don't want to lose out there. So, you know, anybody coming throwing a soft foul up, it's just like, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I'm the guy who calls the soft fouls, by the way. You? Oh, I mean, we played. You know me. I'm a I'm a I'm a hand checking '90s guarding basketball player. So I, I mean, I love that little hand check. You know, a little hand on your hip. Not too hard, you know. But I think that little like, inside hand is where you, where I was taught to play defense. Is just like you know, they always tell you follow the belly button, follow the guy's midsection because if you if they can do whatever they want with the ball. Yo, I'm I'm a fan of your defense, by the way. You know, I'm a fan <laughs> of your defense. To be honest, like. Nobody, uh, nobody has uh, literally shutting me down like that. <laughs> and I'm a fan of your defense. I, I, you need to teach me that. Well, I need to come out and play in the next streetball league, you know, next December. Hopefully it happens. And I can yeah. have uh, Harmon and Runvijay let me play in the league. <laughs> I don't, I don't know yeah, how many I, weeks I have to stay in India, but maybe I'll stay eight weeks to play in the, in the league. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think like... Uh, yeah, you just have to come for the trials and you're selected, bro. And I'm also planning to play the straight ball league this year. You better too. be on my team. You might be able to recruit me. Yeah. Special <laughs> brought in all the way from America. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be that would be sweet. 
Um, who is like the best Indian basketball player right now? Like, is there one who is just like, there's like one dude where you can say like, yeah, here in America, it's, it's still kind of tough. You know, we have like, you know, LeBron James, uh, Giannis, James Harden, you know, it's like, who is the best player, you know, on the court in the league? According got- to me, according to me. Oh yeah. You're, you're, their- you're overtime India. People want to know what you, who you think is the best player right oh now. Oh my God, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think, um, um, Anjot Sengil. So, uh, also like there is Satnam who played for the NBA and Dallas Mavericks, he who were drafted. Yeah. He's but, from uh, Punjab, right? Yeah. He's from Punjab. You're going to kill me on the pronunciations. I'm, uh, I'm yes, terrible sir. with that. <laughs> yeah. I can pronounce every city, every state right. You got to pronounce the same. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I want you to hold, keep me yeah. keep me honest. <laughs> okay, so the, uh, he's from Punjab. And uh, Amjot Singhil is from Punjab too, I think. Uh, I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> I think he's from Punjab too. And uh, most of the times, like Punjab, Punjab got the best bowlers in India. Most of the bowlers who played abroad are from Punjab. They are tall. They are athletic. They they got bounds. They can do everything on the court. They have the vision. They have so Punjab bowlers are literally the best, hands down. Punjab bowlers are the best in India, and uh, in in the Punjab basketball community, I would say Amjot Singhil is the player. He is the deal. You know, they um, so. Amjot in the Bill uh, Big actually defeated the best 3x3 team in the world. What was the name of the team? Uh, I forgot the name of the team. They actually defeated the best uh, 3x3 team in the world. You know, mm-hmm. those were Indian people, Indian guys defeating them. So that's why I'm a big fan of uh, Amjot. You know, he, he uh, we talk on phone, but he don't know that I'm a fan of him. But if he if, if he is listening. <laughs> I'm a fan of you, bro. <laughs> Sick. What about the NBA? Who's who do you think is the is the best right now? Who, which guy do you think is just like just crushing it? LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. My favorite is Kyrie because of the handles. Mm-hmm. But I think LeBron James, man, he's the goat. No, no, he's not the goat. He's the best right. Maybe the best right now, but. You know, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. I don't know if I've ever taught you that or you know that. But. <laughs> I think LeBron. LeBron's the guy. Oh, God. Ish. Difference of opinion. <laughs> Ish. Did you, watch the, did you watch the documentary? I My mom just called me and she's like, Brandon, I have all these VHS tapes because we used to record the games on VHS back in the day. I'm going to send them to your house. Do you want that? <laughs> okay. Send them to my house, but I think like LeBron is the good. <sighs> yeah, you haven't watched enough Michael Jordan. You're young. I get it. You're young. You haven't seen all these games. <laughs> do me a favor. Can you do me a favor and go back and I'll, I'll, I'll point out to a specific game. Actually, and you could do any game. I'm, I'm going to let you pick. Go back in time. Go watch any game on the Chicago Bulls. And I think like all the old old junkies are just okay i'm i'm gonna get killed for this uh but i think like all of you guys are just uh hyping up the defense a lot and hyping up michael jordan a lot i i, I know he's a he's a great basketball player but lebron is the good man come on 
Yeah, but it's not just the defense. It's also the time of possession. Do you, do you, do you personally think, okay, so do you personally think that defense has, a defense was better at that time? Not necessarily that it was better. It's that the, the game and the style of the game was more defensive sounded. So um, are you familiar with the hand check? What? The hand check rule. The hand check rule, no. Okay, so up until I think it was like the late 90s or like even like all the way up into the 2000s, you were allowed to put your hand on a guy's hip. You know, kind of like how I play defense. But yeah, but they literally would put their hand there to kind of control him, and like keep that guy in front of you. So, oh, the hat. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. So th- there, there was just that. The game was also more physical, and on average, there were about ten less possessions in the game um, than there are today. So instead of like there being like a hundred and ten or a hundred possessions, there were you know ninety to ninety-five possessions in a game. Okay, so. In their prime, who's winning? Like Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Who you got? So that in, that's in, in their prime. So so again, that that that's where it comes down to like where I'm at, and a lot of all the all the MJ fans are at. It's just like, yeah, Mike's just gonna put the game on his back. I completely trust Mike, and that's it. So here here's an interesting stat from 1991, I think it was like year they won the for the first championship. Up until 1998, he never lost like two or three games in a row. So imagine watching somebody, and it was just like, ah, I know they're gonna win. I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried about them losing because they have this guy on the team. This guy is not necessarily again that skill wise. He was like, you know, he he was that good. It was, it was you know where where people have you know that that undescribable faith. It's just, oh, this guy's on my team. I'm rooting for this guy. Like, it's coming down to the end of the game. Yeah, if he misses, I'm going to feel weird because he <laughs> because he's not. We're going to win the game. We got oh, Michael Jordan on our team. <laughs> like, you know, you think about that game seven against Indiana when, you know, they were down, like, by five points with, like, under two two minutes left in the game. Or it might have been three minutes. I'm not completely sure. And, you know, he's got a jump ball against a seven-foot-four guy. He's six six, And it's like, okay, he's not going to win the jump. But he wins the jump. He tips it to the guy. You know, again, yeah, LeBron is a, is a really great passer. And, you know, he's way more he would say is a better teammate or he's more of a friendlier teammate that you want to play around. But in the end, it's like as much as Michael Jordan was a hard ass and was, you know, in your face and competitive about (laughs) winning, that style has got him more championships and more wins than LeBron. So, you know, it's like, hey, I'm not saying LeBron isn't one of the best players ever. He definitely is. I'm not saying that LeBron isn't a great teammate and probably maybe a better person, a nicer person to be around. But Michael Jordan's like Batman. He said, listen, I don't don't care. I'm going to be the villain to my own teammates. I'm going to be a hard ass. I'm going to be, but because I know what it takes and I'm not here to be friendly and do that. I'm here to get a championship and then put a ring on on my finger and, and like, that's it. So it's like, 
when you say it like that, like, I see more championships here and I see less championships here, you know. And again, I'm not knocking the person who LeBron is or the player LeBron is. Because again, I modeled my, you know, how I wanted to be a basketball player around Michael Jordan. I'm going to win at all costs. And I don't care about being nice to people on the court. We're here to do a job. We're here to fucking win. So I I, I went off a little tangent there, but I, I feel like I needed to, you know, not educate you, but fill you in on, you know. The cult what? of Michael Jordan. <laughs> what, what, what? I feel like I had to, to bring you in or to educate you on the on the cult of Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. Thanks for uh, <laughs> lighting the candle. <laughs> so are, are, do you get it now? Or do I need to make you watch more games? What? Do you get it now? Or are you still a LeBron guy? No, I'm a LeBron guy. Oh, man. He might not even be the best right now. I mean, KD might be better than him. Kawhi might be better. They have more. I mean, if how many championships does Kawhi have? Does Kawhi have three? I don't know. I'm just a LeBron fan. Yeah, you'd be a fan, but you know. I best. think like he's not the LeBron. Best. He's not huh? the best. He's not the best. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. <laughs> he's still playing, bro. You you never know when he's gonna take over Michael Jordan. Never. It's not going to win more championships. <laughs> okay, we'll see. I mean, I mean, he won. He's got this. He's he's lost more championships, so he's definitely got him there. That's a good one to have. <laughs> more championship losses. Are you proud of that one? No, I'm not proud of that one. But I'm just saying he's going to win more championships than Michael Jordan. Mm. I know we talked about this. You know, if everybody wants to go check out this video that you and I uh, shot when we were out in uh, India, that was a funny day trying to find a basketball court that was open. <laughs> it took us like 30 minutes outside of Mumbai. Um, but, you know, we were talking about what got you into basketball. So, you know, what? how did you get interested in basketball? When was the first time, you know, you saw basketball? Um, so it was... Uh... So uh, back in the days when I was a kid, uh, we used to play all the sports. Okay, I have an amazing childhood. Basically, we used to switch games every every week, and all of my friends we used to play different games together, and we keep we kept switching it. And uh, but this game, uh, so there was this guy named uh, Minal Chaudhary. I'm gonna say his name again. Shout out to that man. And uh, so he used to do all the tricks and. Uh, uh, that be, between the legs, I love between the legs, and uh, he used to do that all day. You know, he, even when he's walking, and uh, he used to walk and he used to do drip between the legs, and I found that very, very, you know, very cool. And uh, that's when I was like, man, I need to learn that. And uh, we used to do do like just so me and my friend, his name is Sona, and uh, me and my friend used to do like 400 between the legs continuously. <laughs> so. It was like that, and we used to just uh, uh, so it was a record that we set up in the in, in our society that uh, I did 400 between the legs continuously and never lost the ball. And after that, uh, we just started playing basketball, and uh, everybody was starting. Everybody was just playing basketball, and I think like that got me into the culture. And after that, he left the society. So Minal left the society, and I was still playing basketball. I was uh, still the uh, best kid out here in New Delhi Cantonment, you can say, <laughs> with the handles. But uh, yeah, so I was, uh, so my, 
I would say like my prime was when I was in 11, 10, 12. I, I, I was a lockdown shooter. Okay. I never used to miss like not bragging, but I, since I, I used to practice like four, five, six hours a day. And, um, after that, I used to play around like uh, one hour. And in that one hour, I never used to miss. Like you can ask people from maybe Shankar Vihar on BRC. <laughs> and they had, so the thing is like when you are good with the handles and you can shoot too, so you cannot be shut it down that easily. And that was the thing with me. And uh, I, after I after that, I'm just into the basketball game. And when he came back from, when he came back to our society and we played together, and he was obviously like more skilled than me at that time. So we have this rivalry going on with our one-on-ones like I have with you. I had one one with you. So <laughs> we have this rivalry going on. So I am like 25 games up right now. Really? Yeah, I'm 25 How old is he? Is he in up. a wheelchair or something? No. <laughs> He's not in a wheelchair. Are you he sure? He's a 28-year-old guy. He is uh, definitely stronger than me, definitely. You can say he he is uh, he got the body he got the physique of an athlete, but um, I'm still 25. Uh, he's gonna kill me if it's not 25. It can be 18 or 25, but it's either the two because I'm really confused between these numbers. But it's like that. And like most of the times he was uh, he was he used to beat me like seven zero and something like that. But after I I developed my game in my uh, uh, after twelves. And that's where that's when I started beating him because my shooting wasn't fine, man. I I never used to miss. Even I was surprised. Even even um uh, even the player of all his name, uh, Jogender Singh Saran, he is the point guard of Indian basketball team, mm-hmm. and we played together. And uh, he like he really liked my game, and he wanted me to come join the Air Force. And uh, then after that, I told my age, so I I was twenty two at that point. Uh, no, I, I was actually, no, not 22, man. Come on. I was maybe 20 at that point. And uh, he told me that, uh, yeah, you can, uh, uh, you should have came like two, three years before we could have recruited you. And you should, you, you could be playing for Indian Air Force. And because he liked my game so much. And uh, I have so many moves in my pocket. And he liked my hezzy game so much. And I never used to miss. So, so that's where the real motivation came from when I, when I played with uh, Jogender Singh Serhan and bro, I, I saw him shooting like 35, 40 straight threes. And I was like, is he for real? And that's where I, so you need to see something to believe it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, if we can do it, I can do it too. So that's where the experience part comes with India, you know, because uh, we don't get the experience. So. I know a lot of people uh, out there in states are really, really good, including you. So if they, so like not to offend anyone, but if you are in the speedball league, you're going to shut down everyone. And that's for sure. Like I have complete faith in you because I have played with those, those guys. And I know for a fact that your defense is just way too good. And uh, so, yeah, that's the thing. It's all about experiencing. If I play with you for, let's say like one year, after one year, I'm going to beat you. No. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. It, it, do, it doesn't disappear, man. It doesn't yeah, go away. Yeah. The fire, yeah, is, yeah. the fire is still there. So that was interesting. You said <laughs> that because I, I totally agree. Um, I think that experience and then the you know experiencing things on a very high level 
you know, is only going to make things better. Um, so yes. you, you probably give a good PSA to all those young Indian hoopers out there. You know, what can they do? Or I, even I could. I mean, what, what do you think they should be doing out there to, to get better experience? You know, what, you know, is, is it making more competitive just, leagues, just, less, so less foul calls? Is, I never had a coach, okay? I never had a coach. My mom and dad literally used to puncture the basketball because they, don't, they didn't wanted me to play basketball. I had physics, chemistry, maths, and bio in my high school. I am a nerd, you can say. I am. I was good at studies, so they uh, wanted me to become a doctor first of all. But after that, I switched to engineering, which is like completely different things. But uh, most of the time, uh, I didn't have the support. But the thing is, I always wanted to play with uh, players who were better than me. You know, I can die to play with players who are better than me. And uh, this is what this is what something Minajoli will agree upon. This was something Jovinder Singh Saran will agree upon. I used to come, uh, I used to come there, like uh, I used to go walk for half an hour, go there, and then actually wait for one and a half hour to actually uh, let them finish the game. I watch their game, and after that, I so that I could get at least half an hour of their time to actually make my game better. You know, so that was the thing with me. I I just say just play with players who are better than you. And who are who are the players who will shut you down are going to make you better. So that's the thing because I never had a coach, you know. I never never had a coach. I just learned everything that I know, uh, even speedball, everything, just by observing different things. And I'm a good observer. I would say that about myself. Be it any anything about business, be it anything about basketball. I'm a, I'm just a good observer, and that is why. So that's the thing. I'm just a good observer. Be a good observer and play with better, stick to better people and better players who are going to motivate you and push you even harder. Yeah, I can totally say that to your hoopers in India as well. You know, you 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 hit the the nail on the head. You know, if you want to be playing, if you want to get better, you got to be playing against people that are better than you, people that are bigger <laughs> than you, people that are stronger than you. And you know, I'm lucky when I was young. You know, my mom. And I had a lot of good coaches as well who were just like, yeah, you're good. We're not going to let you play. You know, if I was eight years old, you're not going to play with other eight-year-olds. So I'd be playing with like 12-year-olds. And people don't realize there's like a massive, you know, difference in not just maturity, you know, but your body size, um, strength, uh, height. So, you know, I was like, you know, always the youngest kid playing around people who were way bigger, way stronger. But, you know, and, and it, who knew they were, you know, strong, stronger and tougher than me. So, you know, I wouldn't say they were tougher, but, you know, just that just not just motivates you. But, you know, it, it forces you to learn so many ways to beat around people who already have advantages that you have. So, so that's know. what uh, that's what uh, make you a better player. Right. So that's the thing that, that that's what like that. That is why you are where you are right now. You know, you played pro. Like so many people out there in India are not even like they don't get the opportunity to play pro because uh, I think like if ballers in India are like not to offend anyone, but I think like ballers in India are, you know, they don't know how to communicate. You know, that's why I would say they don't know how to make relationships. They are just so within themselves and this, they are just so within themselves. They are about their own group. They don't experience a lot of stuff, so that's what I would say about Indian ballers. Well, I like just, not a lot, not a lot of them, but I, that's what I saw. 
about uh, many pe- many bowlers who play professionally also and they are just about their group they don't yeah so that that's it well you gave me a good <laughs> idea um like a really good idea like um you know so we'll talk definitely after the show but you know figuring out how to maybe make an invitational um and me coming to india and doing some kind of clinic whether it be for seven days 10 days um 14 days and uh doing something like that in the future so we'll definitely talk about that if that's something uh that you think we could possibly do i think that'd be really cool yeah yeah you can either, do that either me just me or you know another coach and just uh, you know, putting India's best through the through the test, through the ring. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll we can do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely talk about that post show. Um, because yeah, I love the uh, you know again opportunity with uh, you know not just people like you um, in the basketball space, but you know people who want to work and they want to get better. You know, I'm going to give them my time and I'm going to help them. You know, that's the, the, the great thing um, about the Internet. You can connect and find these people um, all over. But, you know, before I let you go, I'd ask a few more things. How did basketball get to India? Like, you know, is there is there one guy or, you know, one woman maybe who, you know, really pro- pushed and promoted the game? Because you guys are in a cricket country. Um, even though when I was out there, um, I did see a lot of cricket, but you know, I came across a lot of basketball. <laughs> uh, there are so many people uh, who uh, love this game so much. I think, uh, and right now also, there are so many people who are working at the grassroots level to uh, get this game famous. There is Overtime India now. There is a lot of organization coming up and uh, coming to India. I think like there are a lot of people, man. I, I I don't even know if I can name all of them, but uh, like it is the associations that uh, got basketball into the, into India, like Punjab basketball. Like Punjab played a huge role in uh, you know growing this game because it is the ballers from Punjab that mm-hmm. were that they are always in the basketball team. You know, like out of ten players, five probably five will be there from the Punjab. So that's the thing. Like a lot of people played their own role, man. And r- right now, also, like so many people are working at the grassroots level. We have NBA Academy India right now. We have Overtime right now. We have so many organizations. We have brands who are who are hiring, uh, who are uh, getting contracts with athletes. We have. Uh, so I think like we are the future, bro. You know, and I think Indians can do anything, and Indians can do so. Yeah, Indians can do anything, man. We are best that we, if provided the opportunity to every every single person out there, I think Indians are the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that that's that's great pride to have, and um, yeah, man, I think you know all the work you're doing is fantastic. You know, you're doing a great job using social media, especially uh, to the younger audiences to get them involved in the game of basketball. I mean, and then you also have the NBA. I mean, the NBA does such a great job of promoting the game, you know, starting with Michael Jordan in 1992 at the dream team. So you can thank him for that. Uh, (laughs) um, You know, um, being such a good global game um, for people all around the world. So um, like I said, it was great coming out to India, uh, connecting with you, going to that street ball tournament, um, you know, it, it's just such an amazing thing. Uh, you know what basketball has been for me 
it's been, you know, my ticket. Even when I go visit a place, you know, it's like I can walk up to a basketball court in France, in Peru, in India. And, you know, even if you don't know the language, you can jump on the court and you can, you know. Basketball connectors on. Uh, yeah. It's a beautiful sport. There, there's a language in itself, you know, to, yeah. to, that you need to know to play the game. And if you don't know one of the, the human languages, that's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, you're going to be able to step on the court and be able to relay and communicate, you know, what you need, what you want someone else to do and what you're going to do with, yeah. you know, with sign language and pointing in your eyes. So, you know, I just thought about that right now. So that's a, an amazing thing about the game and I'm grateful for it. It's made me a, a friend with you. And, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, uh, after we, hang, after we uh, end the stream, I want to talk to you for a second about that. Um, that basketball thing but we're going to sign off now before i do my shtick go ahead tell people where they can connect with you people in america where they can connect with you where they can watch you know the content that you're creating with overtime you know how you're the best overtime character that exists you're better than mikey you're better than larry you know and yeah man uh let people know about you go ahead yeah, so my name is Ishu, aka Overtime Ishu. I work for a sports media company called Overtime. You can check out my content on Instagram at the rate Overtime Ishu. You can check out the content that I create for my audience at the rate Overtime India, Overtime IND. And we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are now on TikTok as well. And uh, I assure you, <laughs> I assure you that. Uh, you will love the content that we are creating for the Indian basketball community and for the world as well. I can definitely vouch for him. I've been to the tournaments, um, yeah. shot some content with him. He's working on some good things. He's a motivated, hungry guy. And, you know, whether this is a, you know, a young Indian audience or American audience. And also one more thing. Uh, I'm the best uh, overtime guy because I got the best handles overtime. Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you guys got to connect. Um, and remember, if you want to connect with somebody, you want to reach out to somebody on the internet, it all starts with a message. Um, and you know, whatever it is you want to do. That's going to bring more value to the opposite person. You got to bring more value, but you have to take your first step, whether that's sending a message, exactly. whether that's setting a meeting, it's all about taking a step in that direction. It's, and if you're, if you, once you get over that fear and you understand you took the first step, there's no going back. It's all going forward from there. So, issue. Uh, thank you so much. And guys, go, to, guys, women, whoever's listening to this show, go up. Make sure you check out his content. I know we just started up a YouTube channel, so I'm gonna send him over some stuff from the show as well. I'm gonna tag his video in the post so you can go check out um, some of his basketball content there. And then, like he said, he's all over Instagram, and all that stuff is gonna be in the show description. Massive thanks to everybody who's tuned into the show, who's watching the show anywhere and everywhere around the world. Go ahead and subscribe to the show. Like the video. Leave a comment. It's how more people can find this stuff. Um, you know, we had a last great podcast with Jerry McNamara. That's a ish. That's a guy you need to go watch some of his high school and college tape. He was the point guard with Carmelo Anthony at Syracuse University who won a national championship. Um, and he just had an amazing college basketball career. He just got cut short with injuries. His body was was done by uh, his first year pro, but he's an amazing player. That was one of our last episodes. 
Jerry's the man. So go check out. We have a lot of basketball content. If you're new to the channel, you can go check out some of that. We have a lot of other great interviews with a lot of great people. You can learn some really interesting things, biologists, scientists, um, political correspondents, cannabis growers. There's something on this channel for everybody. You can learn a lot. And huge shout out to our sponsor, Ambery Gardens. Thank you guys for providing the CBD. If you want to support this show as well, there's a way to buy some of their product. It, as much as I'm skeptical about CBD, their product has been working great these first two months. It's definitely past that uh, placebo threshold. I use it to recover every night. I use it for my tattoos. Because if you got tattoos, you got to take care of these things, man. These are investments. If you're going to let your skin get damaged and crusty, you're wasting your time. I don't care if you hate your tattoo that you got when you were 15 years old. Take care of it. Or else your skin's gonna work like shit. And if you use promo code Bus Driver, you're gonna get a 15% discount on any and all product. I recommend the deep rub and the muscle recovery. I gotta get back. I got a two on two basketball tournament this weekend. I gotta get back into shape. I got four days. I'm gonna work hard. And we got another podcast tonight with dermatologist Dr. Jeff Morris. He is a character. So if you are listening to the live stream, we're gonna be on again tonight. And remember, people, you're either on the bus or you're off the bus. There's only two choices. <laughs> you better be on the bus. Peace. Have a good one. This is the moment uh, for those who...